You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey, welcome to Here For It. I'm your host, Erica Muller. Each week, we'll be talking all things life, fashion and beauty, personal development, and probably some pop culture along the way as well. Here For It is your weekly space to get grounded, regroup, and be inspired to live your best life. Because really, we're all figuring it out as we go. And I'm so here for it. Hi guys, welcome back to Here For It. My name is Erica Muller. For anyone new around here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. I have Emily on the podcast again this week, my producer, and we're going to end, wait, you guys, it's the season finale of Here For It. Season three is coming to an end today. Flew by. It flew by, 20 episodes. Yeah. Um, But we decided to do this final episode as a here for you because um after the last episode there were a lot of questions that we just didn't have time to answer and I wanted to kind of close out this season with you guys being put first and answering anything that you still had lingering um so I'm excited to get into that um and then in other news tragedy almost struck this morning when my microphone stopped working I was in a full-on panic, um, but crisis averted. I prayed to the universe for like 20 minutes and suddenly it's working again. So that's good. Cause I also was like, I just don't have time to get in the studio this week. So this was the only option. Yeah. Luckily it just as quickly as it stopped working, it started working. Again. I, know. <laughs> I know I was like, Please not today. Please not today. Yeah. Uh, but technology is, I love technology, but sometimes I'm just at a loss of like, you were working yesterday. What happened since then? Like nothing has been yeah. adjusted. Nothing has been changed. Oh, stress, the stress, mm-hmm. but we're good. Um, otherwise I would have started this episode saying, I am so sorry for the horrendous audio quality, but thank God we're in the clear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so anyways, tangent aside, let's hop into what you guys need this week. Yeah. All right. Let's get started with this one. My roommate has a dog that I love dearly, but she's constantly putting the burden on me to take care of it. She'll leave for the weekend or spend the night at her boyfriend's house or stay late at work and expects me to take care of the dog. She always says, because I work from home, I'm here anyway but it interrupts my day and wasn't something I signed up for. I've had to cancel plans or leave events early to return home to take care of the dog. Help. Help. Yes. Help. Oh gosh. I feel like this is such, this is a tricky situation. Yeah. Um, okay. Boundaries are really, really important. And so is communication. And I know right now it's like, you're already in it, but for anyone who's like, oh, I definitely never want to be in that situation. Here's how I would help you prevent getting in that situation. And then I'll answer how I think you can fix or like find a remedy for this current situation. But I feel like in order to prevent something like this from happening, like the second you sense Hey, can you do this for me? Hey, are you available for that? Like boundaries immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, Because 
I think people sometimes are like, oh, she's willing to do this or like she's done it before. So why not in the past or like she's done it before. So why would she not do it now? Um, And you're setting this sort of like precedent. And so they're going to keep testing like your boundary and how far they can go with that, which obviously isn't fair to you, but it really does come down to like, I'm not willing or open or available to this. Um, so I think in order to prevent things like that from happening, I would have a conversation from the beginning of like, Hey, sure. I'm happy to help this time, but just know, like, I can't make this an ongoing commitment due to, you know, whatever. Um, and just make sure that they're really clear on it. And if they keep pushing that boundary, I would just really reiterate, like, I'm just not able to like, truly, this doesn't work for me. You're going to have to find your own solution because this truly is your responsibility. And then as far as like what to do since you are in the situation, I think it comes down to a conversation of like, Hey, I love your dog. You know, I love living our living situation, whatever, but like this really just isn't working for me anymore. And you just give an explanation and be open about it. Um, and I think sometimes conversations like this, I'm assuming you're on that end of like, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm feeling like I'm being taken advantage of, but if you can try to approach the situation from a place of calmness and groundedness, I think it will always go better than reacting from a place of emotion. Um, and just making sure like, it's not coming from a place of attack, but from a place of like, I have to put myself first. Yeah, definitely. I love that you addressed like both situations because I do feel like something like this can be a slippery slope and it can also be applied to like a lot of other situations. Absolutely. I feel like I've been in not with a dog, but like with other situations and it's very quickly become like, oh, I did set that precedent because I allowed this in the first place. And if I wouldn't have done that, it would have never escalated to this. And as somebody who was, I was a people pleaser. Like I, it was who I was. And I feel like once in a while that trait still comes out in me. Um, But I've had to really work on not just bending over backwards for other people for the sake of like, oh, but I want like our friendship to remain intact or people Mm -hmm. to like me or at work, whatever it is. Um, And I will also say from my personal experience in a situation where I previously didn't have boundaries and then I uh, stood up and told her that I needed boundaries, um, there's going to be pushback because they're going to be like, wait a minute, what do you mean all of a sudden you can't do this for me? Um, So if that happens, like, things will get better, but there's a potential for that too. And you just have to hold fast to like prioritizing yourself. Yeah, definitely. All right. Right. Speaking of work, this is a work one thoughts on how to make the work day feel less like work and more like fun. Okay. Without knowing the context of your job and what you do, um, there's a few, things I would suggest for me, I always like, if you're working from home, I think this is especially a big one. Um, cause I think the inclination is maybe to like, I'll stay in my sweats all day. or like be comfy. 
I really feel so much more productive when I get dressed, I do my hair, I put on some makeup. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but I just feel like put together and like ready for the day. And there truly just is something in that small act that like shifts my attitude for the day, I guess. Um, and so that feels fun to me because it's kind of like, how do I want to show up today? So I feel like that's kind of helps set the tone for the day. And then throughout the rest of the day, I think taking breaks is really important. I love to like just stand up and um, like go outside for a second, even just to grab a quick snack and look out the window. Um, I really enjoy silence because I just feel like there's so much noise um, in the world. And so any second that I can have like away from my phone or away from answering emails or my computer or things like that, I really like to just be able to take a deep breath and like hear birds chirping or like recognize that there's like kids playing across the street or something like finding small moments throughout the day, I think can make the day not feel so just like I'm deep in work, deep in work, deep in work. Um, and then also I feel like I like to set little goals with myself. Um, sometimes if there's tasks that I have been putting off or avoiding just because we all like to procrastinate on things, I will set a timer and I'll be like, how fast can I get these things done? Um, and it just feels like a little bit of a game with myself of like, oh, I accomplished um this much in 15 minutes and in 15 minutes. And usually the amount that I get done in that, like if I set a 20 minute timer and the things I've been dreading, I I can get them done in like 10 minutes. Like it's pretty incredible how that can shift. Um, and then also like, I don't know if you're in an office or even if you are working from home, if there's ways to incorporate, like just chatting with a coworker or like if you have time in between meetings, can you call a friend or like, I don't know what your day-to-day looks like if that's possible, but, um, I like to do that to kind of help split up the day too. Definitely. Yeah. All right. The next one is how to accept that other people sympathize differently than you. Mm. This is a good question and something I don't know that I've thought much about before. I know. I feel like this is this is a deeper one. This is a deeper one. Okay. I feel like the answer to this is like, you just have to understand everybody is really individual. Like we all yeah. have different backgrounds and how we were raised and who raised us and what that environment was like. And so we've all seen just different versions of sympathy. Um, and to also recognize that like, not there's not necessarily a right or a wrong way to sympathize, but it might just not be the way that you sympathize. Um, but that doesn't mean that the other person isn't sympathizing with you. They might just have a harder time showing it or they do just show it differently. Um, but again, I think a conversation, if it feels like a really big situation for you to point out like how you're feeling because your feelings are valid and maybe they're just not aware that it's coming across that way. Um, But if it's also not as big of a situation, I think to just take a step back and be like, you know what, maybe they're just doing the best that they can in this moment. And if the tables were reversed, like maybe I would be similar or something like that. I don't know. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt in those situations just because it's hard to 
compare. Yeah. And you don't want to be putting like an expectation on someone that like they don't know about yeah. and that basically that they're not meeting it just because they don't know about it or just because to them like the bar is different. It's hard. I feel like something like that's so personal. So true. And like I have friends who are like not sentimental, couldn't care less about like keeping childhood things. And I'm just like, I need to keep every little piece. Like I want that memory, you know? And they're just like, it's just not in their DNA, but that doesn't mean that they're like a bad person or like can't Mm -hmm. have empathy towards you. It's just like a difference in like personality. Yeah. I'm one of those people. So I get it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I need a treasure trove of every single piece of paper I've ever touched. (laughs) that's so funny to me and I feel like it goes both ways yeah I have to understand that people are like that even though to me I'm like get rid of as much as possible but I'm also not a hoarder like I hate clutter like my you know I'm not that type of like save everything but things like my mom has a bin with a bunch of stuff from like my childhood you know Mm -hmm. schoolwork and stuff and it's so fun for me to go back through and pick out something and be like, Oh my God, I completely forgot about this. And then it brings back memories that you've forgotten about. Like, and that's why I'm hesitant to just get rid of like sentimental Mm -hmm. things because I'm like, yeah, I have the memory now, but can I rely on the fact that that memory is going to show up for me later? I don't know. Yeah. I know. Okay. Well, speaking of elementary school, (laughs) this person said, I've been an elementary school teacher for six years. And as much as it's been rewarding, I know it's time to move on. Elementary education is what I studied in college, and this has been my only job I've had as an adult. So I'm feeling lost and not sure what to pivot to. There's the stress on me to find an answer soon, but I also want to make sure I pursue something that I can really see a future in. Any advice? Okay. As someone who I feel like I've done a lot of different jobs in my life. Um, sometimes like you just don't know until, you know, like you think you get into one thing and that it's going to be the end all for you. For me, I kind of had that with, uh, when I was working in styling, I was so excited about it. And I very quickly, um, realized that I did not want to spend my life doing that. Um, so I would have, some grace with yourself and just be patient that like, okay, now you have this data that says, I know I don't want to be an elementary school teacher anymore. So you have information while you might not have the exact information of like how to transition out of it or like what to transition to. I feel like this is a time period where you can really, um, be a little selfish and start to explore other options. Like talk to your friends. Do any of them have jobs that intrigue you or um, are there classes you could potentially enroll in online um, just to like get a taste of, I don't know, audio engineering is what's coming to my mind because I'm looking at a microphone, but like just something that you're like, yeah, maybe I've always wanted to learn how to like write a book or edit audio or I don't know, become a nurse. Like if you can just give yourself a taste of it, and see how that feels. Um, and just know that like, even though right now things might feel comfortable, uncomfortable because you've made this decision of like, this isn't what I want. 
there still might be that transition period where it's like, I have to wait for things to kind of align and take me to that next step. But I think something like this is a good time to also just sit down and journal and kind of like brain dump and be like, what is anything that sounds even like remotely interesting to me? And then go back and maybe you circle things saying like, well, this one's kind of intriguing, or I feel like I could have an in over here. Um, just start to explore and like get, um, like have more of those conversations with yourself, I think is where I would start. What about you? Yeah. I think the idea of like the expiration process, I feel like should be exciting because there's not many times in your life where you do get the time to explore. So I feel like my inclination would be don't rush it and really just like get to explore get to like try things out in even the smallest way you can if you're not good at something at first like you could still grow and become better at it like I wouldn't let that discourage you I would really just like almost like play with it again and just see like what interests me and really like take the time to do that because I think it's only going to serve you in the long run absolutely and something you just said reminded me of Earlier this season, I did an interview with Steve Perkins, who's a career coach. And one of the things that we were talking about was this idea that like nowadays when it comes to the work world, because we have access to so much at our fingertips, like it seems like the possibilities are endless. And so sometimes it can feel like daunting and overwhelming to be like, but there's all of these choices out there. Like, how am I ever going to pick something you can't get stuck in like analysis paralysis and like not making a decision because it's truly impossible to live out every career path that potentially exists. So I think you just have to follow like what excites you. Um, And I feel like if that's kind of an interesting topic for you, that might be a good episode to go back and listen to. Cause I think that whole episode is like about advocating for yourself. So I think that would be applicable in this situation too. Yeah, definitely. And I think actually Steve talks about sometimes like thinking about your inner child and just like what you innately enjoy to do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that applies here too. I agree. But I think you'll find something and I think it'll be good. Yes, for sure. All right. I've been feeling uninspired with my closet lately. And honestly, everything I see online and in store. Where do you go to source fashion inspo that you feel is actually refreshing? Okay. This is a good question. I feel like I go to all sorts of places. Um, you guys know, I really love Kim Kardashian. I'm always looking at like what she's wearing because I feel like she has different takes on, on things. And so it's always really interesting to me. Um, I look a lot at like the TV shows I'm watching. Sometimes I'll find random inspiration from how a character is dressed. I have, um, you know, certain influencers that like, you know, sometimes I love like the dresses one wears or another girl is a little more edgy. So I'll look to places like that. I love the Olsen twins. Like I feel like their style is always, you can always find something from them to pull from. Um, Pinterest can be good, but 
my issue with Pinterest is that I feel like once I click on one thing, I only get that exact same thing. And then I kind of get stuck in it. Um, and so if I'm looking for something specific, it's great. But if I'm looking for overall inspiration, I don't know that it's like the best place. Um, I'm still like a diehard magazine fan, like looking at advertisements and things like that are fun. Um, sometimes I'm scrolling on TikTok and a girl pops up and I'm like, oh my God, I love, you know, her jacket or whatever. I don't know that I really have a great answer for you other than I kind of just find it everywhere. And sometimes I will even just go in my closet and I'm like, okay, what can I do differently with the stuff that I have? Like, there's gotta be something different. And I really like to manipulate clothing. Like I'll wear something that's maybe different than how it was intended. I like to tuck things in differently or tie things or off the shoulder or just give an update to something. So it feels a little more unique and modern. Um, I think nobody really wants to walk around looking like every other person. So I try to just be like, what feels like interesting that feels like me that I can do. I don't know how great of an answer that was, but that's where, Mm -hmm. where I find inspo, I guess. Yeah. I feel like finding inspiration everywhere is almost like a mindset. Yeah. You kind of have to like give yourself the time to like take things in a little bit. And I've, think when you're like scrolling and just like going about your day you do things so quickly and so just kind of like pausing and being able to be like oh I actually like that person's shirt and like giving yourself the space to be like huh could I wear a shirt like that and like almost like let your mind wander I feel like it's helpful and we just like don't think to do that totally also have you ever like it's like allowing the inspiration to just kind of come to you because have you ever gone to the mall just like for fun to walk around or like with your friends to get out of the house or something and you go in stores and you're like, Oh my God, I love that. Oh my God. I love that. Oh my God. I love Mm -hmm. that. And then you don't buy anything. And then the next time you go to the mall, you're like, I need a top to go with these pants. And it's like, you can't find anything. I feel like it's the difference between just being like open versus like, I have to find the one thing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Last one. Oh, okay. Change makes me really anxious. How do you deal with it? Mm. I think it's natural to feel like change is anxiety inducing, but as the saying is like change is constant. Like it's the one thing you can always count on. I think if you can maybe reframe what change means to you and not look as it and not look at it as a bad thing or something to be fearful of, but more in a way of like, okay, what sort of adventure could this bring? Or like, what does this new chapter look like? Or what could this experience be like? And more from a place of almost curiosity than fear um, can be helpful. But I mean, it's also inevitable that change can be uncomfortable. I think we get in our little comfort zones and that's like what feels good and safe. And your brain is like, this is, we're not on red alert here. And then you step outside of it and it's like, wait a second, this is unfamiliar. Um, But unfamiliar doesn't mean it's bad or wrong and your mind and body and everything will adapt to it at some point. Um, I think that's how I would look at it and how I, 
try to look at it, which is also easier said than done. I get that. Yeah, totally. And there's a lot of different types of change. And so some obviously are more life altering and can bring more stress. And sometimes it's almost the things that are happening, the kind of domino effect because of the change, as opposed to like moving. Moving in essence can be a really exciting thing, but everything you have to do to move is what makes it stressful. And mm-hmm. so I think trying to like separate that and being like the overarching thing is exciting and I have to get through all of these things and I'm not going to let these little things like change how I feel about the overall thing. True. I think that's a good point because also like nothing, I don't know if there's anything in life that is just like a hundred percent pros and like no cons yeah. to it. And the best things tend to involve a lot of cons. That's a good point. (laughs) She's got a point. She's got a point. (laughs) Like I've always think about the hardest things I've done have always like brought me like the most happiness. That's so true. It's like that idea of just taking a risk or like Mm -hmm. risk mentality. Um, How like that often pays off more than just like, let me follow a strategic path. Yeah. Yeah. But good question because I think everybody's dealt with like fear of change in some some way. Definitely. I like with this episode, we hit some big overarching things and then also some more like really specific. I know. I like the if you have a big overarching question, Erica will attempt to answer it <laughs> or even just tell us all the details and she will also answer it. And so yeah. there can be lots of levels. That's true. Also, I think what could be fun next season with here for you is to have like some themes in place. So like if yeah. you guys have questions related around like career and dedicate a full episode to that or, you know, whatever you guys want, I want to bring that content to you. Um, because sometimes I feel like there's questions too that I don't know that I, well, I don't know that I'm really qualified to answer anything, but like, I, you know, like where an expert could really come into play and answer those questions, like on a deeper level for you, I think would be really fun. And I'd be more than happy to do that. So as always, like your feedback is vital to this podcast and continuing to make it everything that you guys want it. Um, because at the end of the at the end of the day, I just want to make sure you guys are getting out of this, like everything that you can. And if I can do something to facilitate bringing certain information to you, I'm more than happy to do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Always open to suggestions. Always, always, always. Um, but guys, that's a wrap on season three. Wild, wild flew by, um, season four coming this fall or the jump from three to four feels significant. It does. Also, can I just say that this is, um, technically if you look at episode numbers in the whole list of here for it, this is episode 80, but with bonus episodes and mini episodes, this is really episode 90. And you guys have been here for 90 episodes and I am so grateful for that. Wait, I love that because 
if you do 20 episodes for season four, then that ends you the middle would mm-hmm. be at 100, 100 and the end is also at 100 <laughs> yeah. depending on the way you're cal- counting it I know wow. I never who knew like I don't know when I started this I was like I don't know how how long this will last or, or how far it'll go but yeah we've come so far wow yeah all right thank you guys for tuning in as always feel free to reach out to me suggestions, comments, ideas, season four, let me know. Um, and we'll be back sooner than you know it. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.